Good evening, everyone, and welcome to the first media briefing for Pope Francis's visit to the United States. I'm Helen Osmond, National Media Coordinator for the Papal Visit and Secretary of Communications of the U.S. Conference of Catholic Bishops. We're honored to have with us this evening Father Federico Lombardi, Papal Spokesperson and Head of the Holy See Press Office, assisted by Father Manuel Norantes of the Archdiocese of Chicago. Father Lombardi will be providing daily briefings to the media across the three cities of the Pope's visit this week in the United States. We're also honored to have with us His Eminence, Cardinal Daniel N. DiNardo, Archbishop of Galveston, Houston, and Vice President of the U.S. Conference of Catholic Bishops. And representing the local church, Bishop Barry Nestow, Auxiliary Bishop of the Archdiocese of Washington. The format for this evening will be that each of our principals will say a few opening remarks, and then we will open the floor to questions. Father Lombardi, would you like to start? Thank you very much. <clears throat> I thank you all for being here and to, for working for the coverage of the papal visit. Uh, I <clears throat> would uh, uh, say that uh, in the first uh, meeting of the Pope on the plane with the journalist uh, leaving from Rome, he has said to the journalist on the flight, uh, <clears throat> thank you for the uh, service that you will do in helping me in my mission, in spreading good news, and in particular the news of peace that is central in this, uh, uh, in this uh, uh, pastoral visit to Cuba and uh, USA. And uh, at the end of the greeting that he has had to all the uh, journalists present on the plane, he has said, please say to all your colleagues that I would say the same to them. That is, uh, thank you for your work in the <coughs> coverage of this uh, pastoral visit, and please help me to give good news of the peace and so on in the, in the world. And then uh, I stress this also for you and not only for the group that is flying with the Pope. The Pope comes from Cuba, as you know, has come today, he is very happy about the, the three days in, in Cuba. Uh, his health is good, as always, and uh, he is uh, very happy to be here now and uh, has uh, received a very uh, good welcome by the president and the presidential family, as you have seen. Now he is in the nunciature, and uh, he came, as you have seen, in this characteristic motorcade that is done, uh, built by big cars, and there is a clear little car, and there is the Pope. And this is already in the past in Brazil, was very easy to recognize where the Pope is because he's the smallest car of the motorcade. Uh, well, uh, the Pope uh, arrives from, uh, from Cuba, not only, but uh, arrives also um, having done in the, in the uh, past uh, months, few months, another important visit to Latin America. Mm? And uh, this means that in uh, some months, uh, the Pope uh, visits uh, five lands of the American continents. 
it end from uh, Latin America to Central America and to the uh, USA, North America. Um, I think uh, it, is, uh, it is good to reflect how this pontificate proceeds uh, um, as a, a way uh, in the entire world. The Pope has uh, begun with a, a visit in Brazil for the World Youth Day, then has visited some land in Europe, not the most important, but the, the last one in the Balkans. Then he has visited Asia, and now he comes back to America, Latin America and North America. And in the next month, in, in November, he will be also in Africa. Uh, this means that uh, the experience of the Pope as universal pastor is growing. Is growing not only meeting bishops from every part of the world or people coming to Rome from every part of the world, but also traveling in different parts of the world and understanding <coughs> uh, the, the problems, uh, the, the questions that are uh, in, the, in the mankind of today. And uh, um, I, I feel that the Pope is now. Uh, ready to address global questions, very global questions, as he has done in the encyclica Laudato Si, and as he uh, is doing in these last uh, trips uh, in, the, in Latin America and now here in the USA and uh, at the um, United Nations Assembly. Um, I think uh, uh, that the Pope feels to have now the experience and the uh, moral authority to bring uh, um, answers and questions to the uh, most important uh, <laughs> assemblies uh, of, the, of the world of today. Therefore, the, uh, the speech he will have for the Congress and for the uh, United Nations Assembly I think are very interesting because are speech of a person that has um, reached a, a great moral authority uh, and is able to uh, interpret the, the question that come from the global uh, uh, mankind and to try to give uh, uh, orientation and answers uh, to, these, uh, uh, to the people of, of the, entire, the entire world. And this, uh, this occasion in particular here in, uh, in Washington and in, uh, in the New York with these two important speeches that are obviously in the expectation of every one of us are crucial in this way of uh, this service of the Pope for the peace in the world, for the uh, orientation and the solidarity with the entire mankind in addressing the uh, most uh, urgent and crucial question of, uh, of today. Uh, the Pope is uh, here for the first time, as you know, and uh, this gives him, I think, an uh, attitude of uh, of humility, of respect, of interest, uh, because he will uh, speak, but he will also learn. 
and uh, I think is an experience of encounter. The Pope speaks always of the culture of encounter, encounter of person, encounters of cultures, and so on. For him, this is a great occasion of a new encounter. And uh, <clears throat> in this sense, I think uh, uh, he is also uh, in the attitude of someone that comes to receive and not only to give. Eh? Uh, this is, uh, I think, uh, very, very interesting. We expect very much from him, but uh, he is also <laughs> always open to what he receives from the other in the attitude of, uh, of dialogue. Um, <clears throat> Well, this is what I had in mind to, to say you as a first reflection. The, the program of the visit, I think, is already in your hands. I don't need to, to uh, recall this. Uh, we have the, tomorrow morning the, the visit, uh, the, the reception at the White House. It is obviously very important. There will be also a first speech in English of the Pope, and then in the following day, the great speech to the, to the Congress. And tomorrow in the afternoon, we will have also the canonization. It is also an important moment, but I think that the other interlocutor here will address also these other issues. Thank you. Thank you, Father Lombardi. Cardinal DiNardo? Uh, first of all, we are excited uh, to welcome Pope Francis uh, to Washington, across the country, even to Texas if I can use a personal association, since I'm the Archbishop in Houston. Uh, he's visiting three cities, but this is an apostolic journey to the entire church in the United States. He comes as a pastor. He comes as a shepherd. Uh, that's, to my mind, the, the, the clarity of the mission of what Pope Francis is bringing. Many points uh, uh, in his speeches, talks, in his meetings, his encounters, He's coming as a shepherd to, uh, to support his people and to, to reach out. He's inviting us all to rise above whatever may divide us culturally or politically. In short, he comes to speak the mind and the heart of the gospel. From the point of view of uh, myself and I think of the Episcopal Conference, our role is to step back and leave room for the message of the Holy Father. Ellen? On behalf of Cardinal Whirl, the Archbishop of Washington, I just expressed that uh, the whole Archdiocese of Washington is thrilled with this visit of His Holiness, Pope Francis, here to our own Archdiocese. Uh, we've been preparing for quite a long time here, a number of months, uh, for in anticipation of this visit. Uh, and we're looking forward to hearing his words of the joy of the gospel, expressing the joy of the gospel, uh, all that he says, and, and his own example of charity, which we've seen in so many ways over these couple of years, the last couple of years, and, and uh, we'll, I'm sure, witness here within the Archdiocese of Washington. Uh, with all these months of preparation, I do want to maybe for uh, just pause for a moment and uh, express some thanks to a number of, of individuals and groups who have been very involved in the planning and have assisted us in the Archdiocese of Washington uh, to help with this planning. Certainly, we are very grateful for the Secret Service and all the help that they've given towards security and the federal officials who've been a part of the planning process from the very beginning, uh, Mayor Bowser here in the, in the city of Washington and city officials, Chief of Police, uh, Chief Lanier, the Metropolitan Police the Department, uh, uh, and uh, Fire and Emergency Services in the city as well. 
we're appreciative of the staff from the Metro System, Park Police, Capitol Hill Police, and a special way to all the people of Washington uh, in this time where many are affected by the visit. I'm very grateful that uh, they've provided such a warm uh, and hospitable welcome to our holiness, to our Holy Father, His Holiness, and very grateful for that uh, today and anticipate more in the coming days. Uh, I also want to express thanks for the staff and the volunteers of the Archdiocese of Washington, the USCCB, the Shrine, and the Catholic University of America for all that they've done to help pull everything together. So I start with these remarks speaking about thanks. I've always been taught to begin any endeavor uh, with a sense of gratitude for blessings, even as we ask for blessings upon the activities to come. Thank you. We will now take questions from the media. Uh, to indicate that you have a question, please raise your hand and our staff will guide you to the microphones. When you're at the microphone, please give us your name, the name of the outlet you represent, and to whom you're addressing the question. Okay. Hello, my name is Michelle Borstein from the Washington Post. Welcome. Um, I wanted to clarify something that was quoted from the, from the plane for those of us who weren't there. Obviously, you know, there'll be a lot of interest in this comment, which is the Pope talking a little bit about whether or not he is a little bit to the left. Can you explain a little bit about what he was asked and what he meant? It sounded like he was asked in some context about economics. Could you just clarify a little bit more about what was said? Mm, yes, I think that uh, um, <clears throat> uh, he has uh, answered the question that already in other times and, uh, and occasion was, uh, was done. And uh, <clears throat> the, the center of his, uh, of his answer is, uh, I have never said something, uh, anything less or more than what is in the social teaching of the church. It is, uh, I am in this, uh, in this line, in this tradition. I have not uh, uh, said something that is uh, more left or more right than what is in the, in the uh, compendium of the, of the social doctrine of the church. And uh, it, I think uh, obviously that uh, this is true. <laughs> and, uh, um, he, he also um, uh, recalled the, uh, an answer he has, has given to someone that asked him uh, after the speech uh, to the popular movement in, in Bolivia and they said to him, uh, you are uh, <coughs> proposing uh, directions in the, in the engagement of the social service in the church and so on. Do you think that the church will follow you? And then he said, no, no, the church has not to follow me. I am following the church. <laughs> it is, I am following what the tradition of the church is in the social teaching. And, and this is what I am doing. Uh, obviously, uh, there are many people that uh, 
have not known maybe in the complexity and the richness of this teaching of the church and have interpreted it in a limited way. But the Pope has stressed that he is in this, in this clear tradition. Obviously, as we know, he has always stressed very much the, the, the theme of the, of the solidarity of the, uh, he uses also maybe some uh, expression that are characteristic for him. He speaks now from uh, social friendship in the sense that uh, this solidarity and, in the, and this uh, <coughs> um, attention to the order in building together the society is, is something that has to do with the friendship, with human relations, with concrete relation between and among persons. And uh, maybe this is something characteristic that he has to classical theoretical uh, presentation of the, of the social thinking of, of the church. Or I think that also in the, in the last encyclica, he has developed the, the church teaching, church social teaching, uh, addressing in particular new uh, question of the, of the world of today, like the, uh, <clears throat> the yes, the environment crisis and, and so on. Uh, that are uh, now uh, more crucial, maybe, as in the past, but uh, always in the, in the direction of the, of the tradition of the teaching of the church. This is what he has stressed again today during this uh, little conversation, I think. Thank you. Um, my name is Irina Gelaska. I'm correspondent for the Macedonian TV here in Washington, D.C. Uh, Father Lombardi, this is a question for you. Um, you probably know that Macedonia is the land of Mother Teresa. Uh, can you tell us whether the Pope uh, plans to visit Macedonia? Uh, well, uh, <laughs> the Pope uh, has uh, not yet a clear agenda of the visit for the next years that is known or public. And I think there is no fixed agenda. The only, uh, the only trip that are already clear and decided are Africa in November and Krakow for the World Youth Day in, next, uh, in the next year. Order trips are not decided. But it is interesting what you say because we have seen that, uh, <coughs> that the Pope for the, the visit in Europe has chosen as first Albania and then Bosnia-Herzegovina, Sarajevo, and then there are two in the Balkans Peninsula uh, as, the, as Macedonia. And then uh, the Pope uh, has a particular attention to this region, I think. And uh, uh, therefore, I cannot exclude that he, in the future, will, uh, will be uh, attentive to this, uh, to this request. But actually, there is no project of a visit to Macedonia. Oh, I'm sorry. Was, okay. 
Gretchen Crow, our Sunday visitor. Uh, Father Lombardi, the World Meeting of Families began today in Philadelphia. And Pope Francis mentioned this morning uh, in his meeting with families, uh, he asked everyone to pray for the world meeting and for the upcoming synod. So I'm just wondering, how will the Holy Father be monitoring the events in Philadelphia throughout the week? And how will he be emphasizing family life while he's in the United States? Thank you. Yes, um, I think he's surely very interested, as you know, the first uh, decision of, the, of this visit to the United States was due to the, to the World uh, Day Families Day in Philadelphia, before the invitation to the Congress, before the invitation to the uh, United Nations Assembly. And then, therefore, it's surely very, very important for him. And, uh, it is, uh, uh, we have to see it, uh, this, this, this participation of the Pope to this World, Youth, uh, World Family Day, uh, in the context also of the, of the Synod, the past Synod and the next Synod, eh, the Synod of, on, the, on the Family, that will begin exactly one week after the conclusion of the World Family Day. Uh, <clears throat> And the, the encounter of the, uh, with the families this morning in, uh, in, um, in Santiago de Cuba, I think was, uh, was uh, <clears throat> decided exactly to stress a continuity of the, of the, the visit in Cuba with the, the visit in the United States. And <clears throat> I think that the speech that the Pope has given this morning for the family in, uh, uh, in Santiago is really precious, really very, very wonderful, <laughs> very interesting. I think you have to, to, to read it, uh, to take it as a document also for the, for the meeting in, in Philadelphia. Uh, I think the Pope is informed of what happens and uh, he will follow also in these days, the first days of the, of the meeting but uh, he will come uh, then at the end uh, with his uh, contribution with all his heart, obviously. But the intensity of the, of the homily of this morning uh, was for me very, very impressive. It's uh, really characteristic of his way to appreciate the importance of the family as uh, uh, formation of, of the humanity uh, and uh, uh, in, in many, many concrete aspects. Uh, I counsel you really to, to read the text because it is uh, um, uh, fantastic. Thank you. Your Eminencies, good afternoon. Muy buenas tardes. Bienvenido a, a Estados Unidos, Padre Lombardi. La pregunta mía es la siguiente. Sin duda que la visita del Papa Francisco a Cuba fue histórica. Pero mi pregunta es, el Vaticano... Ustedes, el Papa Francisco está al tanto de antes de la llegada de él a La Habana, ¿hubo golpizas, hubo arrestos? ¿Están al tanto de la represión en Cuba? Uh, I think that there are uh, information that arrive to the, to the Vatican and to the Pope. And there is a nuncio in Cuba that follows what happens, and then in this sense there are information. There was also the information of uh, 3,000 and more people that were 
uh, freed uh, in, the, in these days as a sign of, uh, of goodwill, I think, in the preparation of this visit. In this sense, the situation may be uh, with ambiguous signs. Um, but uh, yes, there is, uh, there is a awareness of the problems and therefore three popes have traveled to, to Cuba and have given an important contribution for the, uh, to help the church to be alive in a difficult situation and to encourage uh, it to be a, a contribution for the renewal and, uh, of, the, uh, of a society. And I think that is really an institution that can help and uh, to to uh, to move forward and to to change and to promote uh, creativity in the the direction of the development of a society of participation of uh, uh, freedom and of uh, uh, dialogue and reconciliation and uh, in this sense, uh, if you uh, listen really well to the speech of the Pope in Cuba, you find uh, several uh, clear references to this encouragement of, of the Pope uh, to go forward in this, uh, in this direction. And uh, the Pope is always uh, aware that he has a particular, a specific uh, responsibility that is moral and religious and not directly political, and but uh, he stresses always that from the faith we ha everyone has to develop his uh, his responsibility and his creativity to contribute to the to the well-being of the of the of the society. In this sense, I think uh, the popes have given a contribution, and uh, I think that uh, we are also witness that something is happening uh, exactly with this uh, uh, renewal of, of contacts uh, now between, uh, between Cuba and the United States. Uh, otherwise, uh, we would have, uh, not have also this, this new element uh, in, with, uh, with us. And I think that the Pope had decided to have this trip from Cuba to the United States also to stress this situation and to encourage a progress in this direction. Okay, so my name is Angela. I'm from Radio Maria España, and my question is addressed to Father Lombardi. So you mentioned before that the Pope came in a humble attitude to receive, and so what is he really expecting to receive from America? Thanks. Uh, we will listen to what the Pope says in his speech. Normally, I am not a prophet, and I am always encouraging to listen. The Pope will have many interesting speeches, and I think that he will also express appreciation 
for the history of the uh, American nation and of the American church, the church in the USA. And if the Pope uh, express appreciation, it means that uh, uh, <clears throat> he thinks that the E and the universal church receives an exchange of, of gifts uh, also from the American uh, people and faithful. And uh, <clears throat> in this sense, there, there is really uh, an impressive work of charity, of education, and uh, I think that you would know better than I also these positive aspects that are here. And uh, this is surely a contribu important contribution for the, for the problem of the, of the world of today and, uh, uh, and of, the, of the life of the church. I think that uh, <coughs> the, the, the question that we have to address is a question of, of responsibility. In this land, there is a great power, power of the, of the uh, intelligence, of the science, of the reflection, of the economy, and uh, the, uh, many aspects of creativity in the enterprises. And this can help very, very much the, the, uh, the progress uh, if it is uh, put to the service of the, of the common good, uh, to the service of the, uh, of the people that are, uh, that are poor or, or uh, in, in, in difficult situation, of the lands that are more poor than others. In this sense, I think the Pope uh, appeals surely uh, the, the richness that are of resources and of good resources that are here to be put at the service of the common good of the mankind. Thank you. Hi, uh, it's your father Lombardi. I'm Claudia Trevisan from the Brazilian newspaper Estado de São Paulo. I'd like to know if we are going to see at some point of the trip the Pope defend the end of the U.S. economic embargo on Cuba. And also, what are going to be the main topics of the conversation that he will have with President Obama tomorrow? Thank you. Uh, well, as I have said, I am not a prophet in the sense that I, not I don't anticipate what has to happen and what the Pope has to say. Uh, about the problem of the of the embargo, I think that the purpose uh, in the in the in the plane has done a, very, a little a little reference to this, saying that he will not address specifically this point in his uh, in his speech. This does not means that he does not address the the process of of. Uh, uh, renewal of the relation, but not the, concretely the point of the embargo. I think. Also, because there are now, yes, there are contacts and uh, bilateral contacts to solve problems. In the sense, the Pope does not uh, take. Uh, particular, uh, propose particular like concrete uh, policies or solutions. It is to the, to the dialogue, eh? but he encourages all, uh, always the process uh, altogether. 
but he has also recalled, as I have recalled many times, that the position of the, of the church, of the Catholic Church and uh, of, of the popes, of the past popes, about the question of embargo is clear. It, they have uh, criticized this uh, clearly as a, a source of uh, suffering for, for, for the people. And then <clears throat> the, the, this uh, is already, already said by the predecessor of, of Pope Francis and it is a clear position of the, of the church, criticism too about the Bible. But it is not said that he will address this specifically in the next days. Thank you. Uh, Mario Platero, Il Sole 24 Ore uh, Daily in Italy. Um, I'd like to go back to the, uh, to the question of capitalism. Uh, Father Lombardi, thank you for your answer before you. Indeed, the church has been uh, sort of stuck in the doctrine uh, for a while that has not been considered by many uh, in favor of capitalism um, and uh, the church in general. But I wonder what the American church thinks about those positions. We've read several opinions that were worried about calling uh, and defining capitalism as the devil uh, or, or a culture of idols. I, I'm not sure whether 80 million of American Catholics would think the same thing. Um, and I'd like to hear also, if possible, from Cardinal Di Nardo what his uh, position or, or the American bishops are with some positions that have been considered uh, by some extremes and also from Father Lombardi, of course. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. Well, no, my commentary is that uh, I think that the sense of a briefing is not to discuss the contents of, <laughs> of the doctrine in particular. This is to give information and a short answer about what uh, will happen. And uh, these questions are obviously addressed also in the content of the speech that, <laughs> and of the document of, of the Pope. We can read and study the Laudato Si and not give now a substantial answer to, to your question. But uh, uh, yes, uh, as, as uh, I have said, the Pope stresses that he is in the line of the, of the tradition of the social doctrine of the church. He, he thinks it is not uh, uh, driving, uh, driving in, a, in a bad direction a, a substantial tradition in this sense. Uh, Thank you for your question. Uh, there is no, uh, it certainly is true that uh, the United States is a place of intense uh, financial investment, finance, economics, uh, where uh, we have New York City as like a symbol, I think, when it comes to that. The United States is not monochromatic, however in its appreciations and understanding of the various things that happen in the economy, the bishops of the United States have always pointed out that what we deal with in the marketplace is important, but we can never lose sight of the human person and what happens in the human person and how we deal with the poor or those who are looking for a better life, the disparity at times between the rich and the poor. We, we may not be as angular in that sense of stating matters as uh, might be true maybe in some other countries. But we're, we've always been aware of the, um, of the poor and the, uh, the importance uh, of the financial community to sense that uh, 
working and helping those who are, who are poor to have a decent wage, decent living across the boards is, uh, is, is good for the economy. It's not bad. We're not economists per se, but that's, to my mind, the, the United States in many ways in its culture and its finances and its mode of governing has a lot of tensile strength and it tends, as I say, not to be as monochromatic as sometimes people present it. It's, it goes in waves. And uh, the, the bishops of the United States, I think, are very intent that we be a mindful, particularly in our culture today where there are such incredible growing disparities of rich and poor of this issue uh, without necessarily uh, uh, going into uh, all the details. At least I myself do not feel overly competent beyond going on those, those general but I think important statements. Hello, my name is Jennifer Lee Oberhori, and I'm a reporter with the Medill National Security Journalism Initiative out of Northwestern University. And my question is for Father Lombardi. Uh, earlier in the press conference, you had stressed the Holy Father's desire to um, communicate the idea of peace. So on that note, and seeing as how he's about to speak with both President Obama and the Congress, I was wondering if you could comment as to whether the Holy Father plans on addressing the issue of American involvement in Iran, Syria, or Iraq in any way. Thank you. Um, yes, as I have said before, you have to listen to what the Pope will say. I have not to anticipate what the Pope will say. And then, uh, otherwise, there is no surprise, there is no uh, interest. And then, please uh, listen and do, you will see which problem he will address explicitly, which problem he will address not so explicitly, but, uh, but in are addressed and, and so on. It, it will be very interesting. I think we have time for one more question. Hi, uh, this is Victor Ramos. I'm a reporter with Newsday New York. Um, it's another anticipatory question in a way. I know you can't uh, dwell on specifics, but can you tell us maybe what are the top issues on the agenda of the Pope? There's been uh, talk about um, immigration, about furthering the agenda of the encyclical on the environment, about the uh, economy's impact on the poor. Uh, are we getting it right in predicting that those are the top issues? And if I may just throw in a simple question, can you tell us a little bit about the exchange today between uh, the Pope and President Obama when they met? Well, um, <clears throat> I think that if we take together the address to the to the uh, to the Congress and the address to the United States, we will find really a lot of issues. United Nations, excuse me, uh, a lot of issues, and I think it is rather obvious that also in the address to the United Nations, the question of the of the uh, environment uh, uh, and uh, of the 
the, the address of the immigration will will come. This is this is clear. There are <laughs> such a fundamental question of today that this is not possible. That the Pope comes and speaks. I don't know about what. And this <laughs> obviously he will speak about <laughs> also about the environment and about immigration. We will see how and when and in which terms. But it is clear that he will speak about this. Uh, obviously, uh, I think that uh, Laudato Si, this, this important encyclica, is uh, uh, actually a, a basis of reference of, of many, of many uh, um, speeches, of many uh, addresses of, of the Pope. And then uh, if you read the encyclica, you find the, the wide range of questions of today, and you find all what you have mentioned. And in, in a particular synthesis, I think this is wonderful of this encyclica, that this equilibrium of synthesis and of the different aspects of the environment and the social crisis and the economy and so on. This is really wonderful. And uh, <clears throat> well, and uh, you will find many echoes of think of these uh, of these aspects also in the speech of the of the Pope in the next days, and uh, for the uh, meeting with with President uh, Obama, I don't uh, I don't know. Normally, uh, normally, this this uh, encounter are uh, also private, eh? <laughs> have, have a private dimension. And uh, I, I have seen this uh, in a characteristic way in this pontificate, uh, <clears throat> because the, the Pope Francis has a charism in the personal uh, encounter with, uh, with uh, other persons, also uh, big political leaders. And, uh, uh, he approaches the other as a concrete person, not so much as a uh, so political leader that has a, a particular ideology or, or don't, I don't know, but is a concrete person It meets uh, this person, and the person meets a pope as a, a concrete man. Uh, this is something wonderful. And very often, this is another way to, to approach the, the big question and to find ways to solve something. If you have got a, a personal approach and a, a personal feeling and a, a, a sympathy uh, uh, that helps to, to understand maybe the credibility and the sincerity of the, of the order. Uh, um, in this sense, I think uh, every, every leader that uh, has a meeting with the Pope does this experience, a personal encounter. I think this is maybe more important, if I can say, than an agenda of, uh, of points that I could uh, uh, indicate. They will speak, they will talk about something, this is obvious. But uh, what is more important is not the conceptuality, I think, of the, of the, of the conversation, of the talks, 
but the, the personal uh, uh, encounter and the appreciation of the personality of the order. That can be the premise to, to obtain good result also in, uh, uh, in, the, in the following times. Uh, why can a person as the Pope send a letter to someone uh, proposing to do something new because he has built a, 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 personal, a, a personal relation uh, that uh, can be the, the premise to, uh, for him to, to ask or to propose something new to happen. I don't know if this is clear. Well. Thank you. Thank you, Father Lombardi. I know we have many more questions, but we will have the opportunity for another briefing tomorrow after the massive canonization at approximately 8 p.m. Father Lombardi's graciously agreed to be with us again. He'll be joined by Archbishop Joseph Kurtz, who's the president of the USCCB. So thank you all for your time, Friends, and we'll see I you tomorrow. Yes, comment. I'm sorry, you're in the name of the Bishop's Conference of the United States, so thanks to all of you, but we are uh, asking for blessings today upon the, the Jewish community. This is the day of Yom Kippur. We pray for them in this day of atonement that the Lord will continue to bless them.